2: Get in the know. Non stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. <laughs> Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing
1: Company.
0: Hey, oh,
2: we got a team in here. Welcome in to a four-question Friday here on Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company from the TCL Studios. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolged, our executive producer, Declan Goff, and uh, our mission statement's pretty simple on this show. Uh-huh. Daily Minnesota Vikings Entertainment, and we just want a Super Bowl before we all kick rocks. That's all we want here. hmm and so the first step to that Super Bowl is the preseason. It's the pre, There's a lot to learn in the preseason. Preseason game number two taking place this weekend. And, boys, Four Question Friday is brought to us in large part by our friends at Federated, Federated Mutual Insurance Company, been helping business owners in and around the Twin Cities and the state of Minnesota for over 100 years. If you're looking for risk management, you're looking for peace of mind, and you just want your business to be protected, get that frontline protection, Go to federatedinsurance.com, and remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Here's question number one. What do you guys think will be the main talking point after this next preseason
0: game is over? I believe the main talking point will probably be the talking point that we always get after preseason games. That will be the quarterback play. Kirk Cousins, I think, is going to play a series or two. Hmm. Jake Browning, obviously, will... Come in behind him and then Mond. And so I think it's fair to say that there will be a lengthy breakdown of QB play as a whole. So I don't think if Kirk doesn't look great or Kirk looks great, I don't think it's going to be all Kirk, Kirk, Kirk. But when you put the totality, the whole thing together, right? Kirk, uh, followed by Browning, who was not good last week, is he improved? And then I think if Mon basically picks his nose it's a story at this point. So I think it'll Especially be Especially if his mechanics are a little weird yeah, when he yeah. picks it, right? he looked a I little sort of rigid yeah. I- Anyway, I think it's going to be quarterback play because that's what it usually is in the preseason.
1: Yeah, it's similar to me, but I'll take it one step further, and I think Kellen Mond solidifies himself as QB two after this game against the Colts. Whoa! See? I think oh. I think Browning's stock is falling, and I know Mond has been behind the eight ball, but I I think there's a serious case, especially with the way he's been talked about and been playing at preseason. I think Saturday is a chance for him to solidify his case for QB two. I, I know we all thought he'd be the third stringer, and there still even may, might be a chance they could bring in another veteran backup, but I think he's trending in the right direction that he's actually going to be the primary backup to Kirk Cousins when they open in Cincinnati in Week 1.
2: So before I answer this real quick, because, Judd, you said there's a chance Kirk Cousins could play. Do we have any inkling about... Because they sat 31 guys in the first preseason game. Are yes. they going to
0: play those guys? Yeah. Zimmer said that, that they plan on playing the starters until, quote, I tell them to come out. But... Clearly, um, the, the guys who are banged up, like Anthony Barr and Justin Jefferson, aren't going to play. My guess is Dalvin Cook won't because there is no reason don't to play, play him. No, but but I do think that I think the, the first-team offensive line plays for sure, and I think Kirk gets the start. So, yes, I think he gets the series or two. What we don't know is with three preseason games, Phil, are they now going to then come back in the third preseason game and play a guy like Cousins more? Is this going to be treated like the third one was? That's the unknown about playing time.
2: Yeah, so I think I so I don't know which way it will land, but I think the offensive line is going to be if the first team offensive line plays, and right now Rashad Hill is your first team left tackle, Oli Udo is your first team right guard. Right, I think the offensive line is going to be a big headline because it'll be the first time we get to see that (laughs) offensive line with Kirk Cousins even for ten minutes. Right, Mm -hmm. so. Um, and then on this show, you know, we like to dive into some of the pro football focus rankings and so we'll get to tell you what Oli Udo's grade was. But I think I think people are going to have a close watch on in the five passes that they allow Kirk Cousins to throw. Did he have time? Was he running for his life? You know, you're not going to be able to glean a whole lot, but it just feels like that unit is under the magnifying glass more than almost anything else right now. It's so hard to defensively, I feel like it's so hard to pick things up in the preseason cuz like you're playing vanilla schemes. If a defense gets torched, it's like, well, you're not really scheming against that offense. And even offensively, it's hard to know because you're not unveiling your full allotment of plays, right? But one thing that doesn't really lie is the trenches, right? Who's winning battles in those trenches? I almost forgot to hit this when I said that. Football. And if Bradbury is getting lifted off the line of scrimmage, or if Udo is pancaking an opposing defensive lineman, like whatever Mm. way it goes,
1: Mm.
2: I think there's going to be a lot of chatter about the state of the Vikings offensive line once we get to see. That's right. My guy, Ole Udo. You guys have just bailed. He's my guy. I'm not bailing on anybody yet.
0: Who's got two thumbs and a high-ceiling right guard? That's right. McAdac. I've got the parachute out. It's not pulled yet. <laughs> I'm not pulling the ripcord just yet. I just got the parachute out. I'm ready for the crash.
2: Well, one guy who is absolutely ready for the crash is Drew McGarry, formerly of Deadspin, now of, gosh dang it, is it Defector? Defle- De- yeah, def- deflector, Defector, Defector. Defector. I think it's Defector because they defected from Deadspin okay. to this new website. Yep. Uh, so this is question number two. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying Drew McGarry is a diehard Vikings fan, a lifelong diehard Vikings fan. And he writes a 32-article series every year entitled Why Your Team Sucks. And he does it for all 32 teams in the NFL. He just rips – he just he basically says, most people aren't a fan of your team. And so this is the perspective from the people that don't like your team. Yep. And I'm going to read you some excerpts from his Why the Vikings Suck article. And I want you guys to tell me for question number two, are these fair assessments? Okay? On Mike Zimmer – The top line is that Zimmer treats everyone, including his own general manager, like crap. He deliberately sabotages his own offense. He hates any passing scheme that post-dates 1987. He never changes his own defensive scheme because he thinks it's perfect. Oh, and his scheme is way too complicated for its own good which means Zimmer is consistently relying on ancient players to execute it because more talented young players (laughs) don't know what the bleep they're supposed to be doing. Zimmer also just ran another offensive coordinator out of town and replaced him with that guy's son. I used to think Zim was the best Vikings coach in my lifetime. I was wrong. I just watched Kevin Stefanski walk out the door and turn the Browns into a sudden contender. Your thoughts? Is that a fair assessment from Drew McGarry of Mike Zimmer?
0: Okay, a lot of things are fair. I think it's a little bit harsh. Um, <laughs> uh, he's still done a good job. Um, he did listen. Gary Kubiak retired. He did not chase him out. Of I don't know. He loved him know. back. Kubiak um, might have had a
2: couple years in the tank if
0: he was he lo- working with John Harbaugh or somebody else. Well, but I just think I I think Zim loves his old co- coaches and his thing about trying to bring in veteran players to execute his defense is right. Drew McGarry in my opinion more right than wrong. I'm not willing to go all into that the deep end of the pool of what he said, but I'm he's also got some very good points.
2: Uh Dex was it was it a, a fair assessment or was it was it too much?
1: Oh, it's fair. I think it's absolutely fair. It's dead on. It it it's it's not at all hyperbole. I know you can make that case. It's all true. Zimmer,
2: Zimmer gets so like they'll draft a young cornerback, and Zimmer will be like, "All right, this will be great." And then like 5 minutes in he's like, "This guy can't figure out my scheme. Get him out of here." Right? <laughs> This is terrible. Um, on cousins, okay. Drew McGarry writes. I had to edit some of this for. Uh, good luck for f bombs. Yeah, I'm so sick of Kirk Cousins. I want a new brain injury. I think McGarry had a concussion or something. Oh, thanks. something happened. There. No, he
0: had an he he had a a, a stroke or aneurysm. He? Okay, an aneurysm. He he wrote a really good piece on it. Okay, super super scary.
2: So I'm so sick of Kirk Cousins, I want a new brain injury. And yet, here he remains. I could argue that Kirk is a highly cromulent passer if you look at his stats, but would you believe me? No, you wouldn't. You know. You know that Kirk's teammates hate his guts. You know that (laughs) Kirk... You know that Kirk is why Stefan Diggs wanted out of here. You know that when the Vikings desperately need to score, Kirk will respond by engineering the fastest three and out you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know that there will be a healthy stretch in the middle of the season, any season, where Kirk is the worst quarterback in football. Oh, my God. Is that a fair assessment from Drew McGarry? Yes. Yep. It's a <laughs> yes.
0: It's correct. He said stretch. He didn't is say it? he's the worst quarterback in football. He said there will be a stretch where he's terrible. His teammates uh, aren't Do, big fans. Yeah, that's right. He's
2: okay, right. his so he's definitely uh, over the top here, but... He's got wishes. Um, so, <laughs> Kirk's teammates hating him is an interesting thing here. I get that this is all, like, it's, like, half satire, but it's also, like, sort of half truth because he's a Vikings fan. Right. It is weird. You look at some of the tea leaves, right? Kyle Rudolph leaves the organization. Writes 2,000 words thanking everybody, literally thanking, like, equipment managers by name and former quarterbacks. He thanked Matt Castle and Teddy Bridgewater. 2,000 words? Never mentioned Kirk. Correct. Also, like, people pointed that out. And he had a chance to come back and be like, oh, my God, I am so I totally forgot about Kirk. I'm, Kirk, I love you. Like, ne- never. Like, radio silence, right? Um, Mike Zimmer, a couple weeks back, comes out and praises the leadership and the get-it-done abilities of jake browning who's like nowhere near an nfl starting caliber player never once has he ever said anything like that about kirk so to that point i don't know if his teammates hate him but his teammates certainly aren't like actively looking to die on a hill for him publicly so
0: yeah i I think and and this goes way beyond the vaccination discussion uh, this goes to the, the fact that I have never seen a lot of players like embrace him. Like, you know, guys gravitate towards guys like Favre, right? I want to be around him. I want to be around You never get that feeling about Kirk. And, and on the vaccination thing, I don't think it's that he's not vaxed because lots of guys aren't. And, and you can have an opinion about that. That's fine. I think what guys can't stand, and this makes perfect sense, is when he says stuff like, I'm going, if I have to get plexiglass and surround myself with it, that's where I think he loses people. Yeah. <laughs> or we'll meet under a goal post in January outside. Oh, you will? I, I, like, I, I love that. I think it'll add some toughness. I think, they will I think he's some onto something right there. But but I so, defend
2: Kirk for those it's takes. It's
0: not his decisions, it's how he goes about articulating those things, I think, that lose
1: teammates. <laughs> uh,
2: if you want the whole thing, just go to defector.com or type in why your team sucks, and then literally any team, you can read the articles. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, all right. Question number three here. I want to know, we've had a lot of backup quarterback discussions here on Purple Daily this offseason. Browning and Mond. and What is your current Mount Rushmore of backup Vikings quarterbacks historically? I think we dabbled in this like a year ago. Yep. I just want to yep. know, like, let's come up with our own sort of joint Mount Rushmore. And I'm going to go, like, there's been some guys who've been sort of backups and starters, like guys who are known more as backups. Mm-hmm. Right? Like like Brad Johnson,
0: known as a starter. Yes, not he's not a backup. Tavares was not a backup. He yeah. was, but he wasn't. Yeah, I got you.
2: So, who, 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 what would be your Mount Rushmore of Vikings right. backup quarterbacks?
0: I researched this because I was thinking, and and here's the weird thing: I googled these words because I thought somebody would have written this at some point, right? Like, here's the Vikings best back. I couldn't find it, so is, I went, like his Keenum. Is Keenum no? no. Well, Does he count? He's not on my list. He doesn't count. I don't he's think he's on my list. I went. I went. Really old school to start with, Be- because back in the day before before competent backup quarterbacks hit the market, right, and got starting jobs, they used to sit on teams unless they were traded or cut. So my first one, guy by the name of Bob Lee, a 17th round draft pick in 1968. Get wow. this. He was with the Vikings from 69 to 72, and then again from 75 to 78. 52 games over eight years, 11 starts. Okay, that, so he was definitely a backup. That's yeah. a backup quarterback. My, sec- my second guy, second guy from my youth behind Kramer and Wade Wilson, who at times were backups but were starters, Steve Dills, 79-84, to fourth-round pick in 79, over six years, 47 games, 15 starts. <laughs> that's a backup. My third one, two stints here. But he's so nondescript as a Viking that if you go to Pro Football Reference because he didn't play in a game, he the Vikings aren't on his list of teams for statistics. Our guy Sage Rosen, yep. yeah, it's true he's on mine. Yeah, he but he's not like if, if you go look at his career. Pro Football Reference has him in 2008 with Houston, I believe, and mm-hmm. then resurfacing in 2010 with the Giants. Yep. But 2009 doesn't count because he didn't
2: play. Even though it's possible he's most known for being Brett Favre's, yes. one of Brett Favre's backups and writing about it. Yes. Like he never stepped foot on the field with the Vikings in a regular season game, but is probably most known for that year in his career.
0: That's a backup quarterback. And my last one Gus Yeah, Two stints with the Vikings over a three year period. I like it. 43 games, 13 starts. Your best part. Ten and three in those starts. The Vikings went ten and three. I like it. So Ferrat, going backwards, Ferrat, Rosenfeld, Steve Dills, Bob Lee. I think that's
2: a pretty good list. I mean, the only other one I would maybe throw out there because I think I think if we could set parameters here, it would be you had to have you had to have started fewer like fewer than half the games or something that you were eligible. Like Wade Wilson was definitely mostly a backup to Tommy Kramer. But he started like 40 games or 50 right, yeah. games or something, too. Correct. So that might be like he actually started. He was 27 and 21 as a Viking starting quarterback. So that's that's a lot of games. That's a pretty good list. It's pretty good list. Old school. Um, Judd, tell our faithful once this Vikings preseason game is over. What yes. are you going to be cheersing?
0: Oh, this is uh, this is so simple. This is so simple. So it's for question Friday. But here's a fifth. Here's a fifth question from me playing off what phil said now just what i'm going to be cheersing but what are you the listener or viewer what are you going to be drinking and right now you're saying judd there's only one thing to drink and i'm telling you that's exactly right surly furious saturday night in fact you know what not cheersing after the game but cheersing friday night cheersing saturday during the game go pick up surly furious because Ladies and gentlemen, it's the weekend, and you do enough settling in life. Crack open a Surly Furious and enjoy the IPA that revolutionized Minnesota craft beer. Don't settle. Get Surly, and then sit down and watch some football. Love
2: it. Uh, Also, drink that Surly responsibly so that you can enjoy what they have available at Moon Motorsports. So, (laughs) Moon Motorsports is celebrating 50 years as a family-owned and operated multi-line dealer in Monticello, Minnesota. So we're talking about a huge selection of side-by-sides, ATVs, motorcycles, snowmobiles, you name it. They've got the largest inventory selection in the region, and they carry 10 brands, Honda, Polaris, Yamaha. I can keep going. MoonMotorsports.com if you want to scope out their entire Inventory. The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakatan Sioux Community. All right, question number four here. (laughs) It's a get-to-know-em question here. Get to know Mackie and Judd and Declan, All right. What would your last meal be if you were on death row? And someone said, "We'll get you anything you want. Yep. We'll home make it, or we'll pick it up from a restaurant, and it'll be piping hot and fresh." What would that meal be for you, Declan?
1: Easy, uh, a sixteen ounce rare New York strip steak. And I don't know if that's from rare, huh? Rare. You're a, ra- you're a rare I, guy. I want that thing still alive. Like I want. I want. Wow, I, dude. I, I risk the food poisoning. I risk the cholesterol. Uh-huh. I want. I want red in that. I, I don't want it to. I want it to be just kissing the grill. I, I I love a rare steak. It's the only thing I eat rare. But I I want that. I would. I love a New York strip steak probably more than anything. So, so I you s- want
2: to see that thing close its eyes and yeah. fade away? What was its That's name? What you want?
1: Like what was its <laughs> name? You know, like I want the whole backstory. <laughs> like I, I I do. I, I want to
2: look it in the eye yeah. as you slice it. Oh my god, dude! I had a science teacher one time in ninth grade. And I think it was uh, I think it was Matt Lubin if I'm going to give credit here Matt Lubin and he was he was a ninth grade baseball coach and he told a story one time he worked at a restaurant and uh, and he was like a, a chef in the back right he was like one of the cooks and one of the customers wanted a rare steak so he cooks it up rare whatever what he thought was rare and gives it back you know to the to the server or whatever the steak comes back it's not rare enough of course if, of course if it's not rare enough like you have to you have to start it's over right it's not yeah. like You know, that's tough that way. Yep. All right. So he does another one. Gets sent back a second time. Not rare enough. So he literally, for the third time, just went, just counted to five on each side. (laughs) 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 Sent it back. Just to warm, basically warmed it up and seared it just a little bit. And the guy plowed it. I am not a rare state guy. I got to be medium. How do you not get sick? I don't know, man. Declan doesn't get sick, apparently.
0: No, no, no. I'm saying with what he was... If you do it that quickly, though, rare's rare's fine. I just can't. Like if rare you just state. warm it up and basically send it to the customer, you get sick for sure. Well, Joe, what's your what's your meal? Um, well, I'm gonna take a page a little bit from Dex's book. Uh, slightly different though, medium rare prime rib and a bed of rice. I love rice. I love I don't care what type really? of rice it can be. Yes, I love white rice. I love all types of rice. I don't know why exactly. Perhaps <laughs> it's my father's Iranian heritage. I don't know, but I love So when you
2: rice. order like like Chinese food or, or something or like Thai food, you're just you're just pounding that whole thing of white rice.
0: Well, you can't pound I mean I don't pound the, the whole thing, yet. but I will eat it. Yeah, like I can't pound it like I would Noodles or something. But okay. yes, I'm a huge but but if you get a good prime rib,
1: oh that's good. White rice, brown I'm not rice. Talking too- yellow rice, all the rice, orange rice, like, all the rice. All the rice. Bring it all on. Okay.
0: All the rice, I can handle all my my biggest downfall is starches. Like if you take sweets away, I like sweets, they're fine. Yeah, cool, but if you sweets. told me no, if you told me tomorrow no more sweets, I'd be like, What no what's problem. your
2: starch power rankings? What what's your Mount Rushmore of starches? The oh, the Oh I, are vices oh, oh, for you. Oh, I love
0: this one. Uh rice is one. Because I, I really love it. I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> it's not a bit. Do you um, like rice? I love rice. I love rice. You know what? In fact, if anybody out there wants to sell th- their rice, much like Surly, I will embrace the opportunity to embrace and sell your rice. Uh, oh, we know. My second one, my second one, <laughs> uh, my second one, baked potatoes. And so like a lot of plain food here, man. Uh, yeah, like, it is. Just rice it. and baked potatoes. Okay, so potatoes. I love so, so, baked potatoes. Oh, okay. So I, I go to too. They're, they're not even oh, the top five that, ways like, to eat cubed. a potato. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. So the Cub, the, the cub by, by where Phil lived for a while, in the backside of that Cub, they sell these massive, and they come in like packs of threes, <laughs> massive <laughs> baked potatoes. I That's will gross. cut <laughs> them up. I will back cut Cali them up, potatoes. throw them in a bag. In the microwave for approximately a 12 minute span. What do you put
2: on them? You have to put something on. You can't just eat a baked ke- potato plain. I put butter
0: and last night, cool it off a little bit. A lot of ketchup, too.
1: No, 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 no. Dude, yeah, why?
0: Because it cools you?
2: Dude, you, you made it's my like connection applesauce. freeze with that it's just like applesauce. ridiculous it's a coolant, food dude. take.
1: It's like it's a applesauce.
0: It, ketchup, applesauce, cottage cheese, too. Oh no! Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't do cottage cheese because I've got a lactose I've, problem. I've taken I've got lacto- <laughs> I'm taking got lactose everything
1: problem. back I've ever said about wanting to come over to your place. Now I, I, I want nothing Dude, I don't to want do.
2: Just I, oh, I'm going over to Judge for dinner. Yeah, we're going to have a white rice, rice and a and, and a plain baked potato, or you can put some
1: ketchup, ketchup on, on it. it. Yeah, or a little butter. side of cottage cheese on it. <laughs> Poor dog. <Dawn. Yeah>,
0: cottage <laughs> cheese? No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. I've got a lactose problem, so sour cream and cottage cheese. I'm very, very careful.
2: Oh my God, dude. Um, Hello, wow. Um, actually, you know what? I'm gonna be a shill here. I'm gonna give you two, but the first one I'm gonna give you for my last meal pig approved barbecue. All right, oh, yeah. you guys had a sampling of this a couple weeks ago in the studio. This is a delicious new barbecue joint in the Twin Cities. All of their meat is locally sourced and premium, prime beef, pork, 100% wood smoked, and smoked fresh daily. That's right. Am I turning you on right now? You can find them Larpenter Avenue, twelve thirty-seven Larpenter Avenue. Have it delivered. PigApprovebarbecue.com. That's Pig
0: Vikings parties? Succulent. Vikings parties. Bunch of friends. Dude, this stuff is legit. Over. It yeah. is good, man. Get pig approved. It was This great. stuff is legit. But I'll tell
2: you, um, I would also go with not one, but two wood-smoked grilled pork chops from J.D. Hoyt's with a side of Cajun hash browns, barbecue sauce, and asparagus.
0: That's what I'm doing. Not J.D. Hoyt's
2: bowl. pork chops. Not what was that?
0: I said, not, not the old buddy bowl. Give us three buddy, make it four.
2: <laughs> yeah, Royce is the master of the the buddy bowl. But uh, give me those two giant chops the size of my torso and some uh, Cajun hash browns and some... <laughs> Some asparagus. So, all right. Well, we found out a lot about Judd's, uh,
1: God, man, dinner Love habits starches. there.
0: Love the starches. Oh
2: if you guys have all any plain, boring starch recommendations for Judd, just drop them in our comment section on the Purple Daily YouTube page. I'm old, Definitely.
0: okay? I'm old. <laughs> Bland food, man. That's where it's at.
2: Just boiled potatoes and brown rice. Oh, I like boiled potatoes right.
0: too. <laughs> oh, that's good. A little soup. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: All right. We got to get out we of here. We got to go. Um, this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, and uh, we just want championships. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl. We'll see you guys tomorrow.